Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. What's up, Stevie Stacks? What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling. Yourself? Oh, man. Freaking stressed out from trying to keep everything organized and Airbnb, VRBO, booking.com chaos going on. It's just a mess, dude. Oh, man. That's why you got to switch to Hostfully, bro. Then you ain't got to be dependent on the big OTAs. What's Hostfully? The guidebook people? Nah, nah. Not only do they have guidebooks, they also have a property management platform system that they now use. Uh, We use Hostfully. It takes care of all of our direct bookings. It manages all of our calendars all in one place. And we can even provide discount codes to our guests that book directly on our website. And it integrates with a Boostly's website as well, which provides our websites. Mm, I have a Boostly. I want I want to start getting some direct bookings. Oh man, that's why you got to get switched to Hostfully and set up that Boostly integration, get your website up and it helps you with your Google AdWords. So then you're no longer being PIMP'd by Airbnb. <laughs> I like that, man. We keep it real. It sounds like Hostfully keeps it real too. Yes, sir. Hostfully. Use code THRIVE. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What's up, Micah, man? I am chilling on this gloomy Friday, man. How you do? How's the DFW treating you? <laughs> it's doing all right, man. Just uh, some crazy craziness going on as always. Uh, that's that's the the life we signed up for, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the crazy. <laughs> As anything in life, you can't just, um, okay, I'm just going to do this, be successful at it, be done. Now nah, everything changes, uh, new rules happen, new crises happen, new kinds of stuff, algorithms happen, and then just, you got to start over. You got to learn some new shit, man. Man, man, we're going to get into it because, yeah, the algorithm changed, the Airbnb bust, all that's going on. I guess we've been talking about it, but I guess we haven't really talked about it on the cast. So, I mean, this is a good time for us to actually give our input on it and imp- tell people things that we've been implementing on that so yes, man so how, how's the algorithm change well, let me let me let me uh, uh what's it called sign us in <laughs> whatever allow us to reintroduce ourselves <laughs> yeah this is this is episode 239 of your favorite airbnb vrbo uh share economy short-term long-term mid-term rental podcast in the world coming at you from dallas i'm not dallas from fort worth and Arlington, Texas. How y'all doing? A DF dub. Let's go. DF dub. I need to cook up some coffee while we're talking over here, man. I got a little office. I got a little coffee maker and stuff. I need to. I need to get some energy. It's this. It is a gloomy, gloomy Friday. Oh, you did a. Uh, you put a coffee machine in your office. I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, funny thing is, I'm actually speaking of arbitrage. This is actually going to relate to arbitrage a little bit. So earlier we were talking about finding podcast space, but while we were talking about actually talking about it, my loctician was doing my hair and I was in her hair salon space. And she was like, she was like, by the way, you can rent any of these spaces in here. You can do whatever you want. I'm like, I can do like podcasts. She goes, yeah, you can set up a podcast studio. She goes, the lady down there does injections. She goes, you don't have to just do hair stuff. They're like, they're like, as long as you ain't doing nothing illegal, ain't going to burn the place down. Get the hell you want. So I was like, hold on, I can set up. She goes, yeah, and they'll paint whatever accent wall you want. So like, I was like, hmm. So this one guy, what he does with salon suites, he's a barber. Mm. You know, the old school way of being a barber is, you know, you go get a uh, a building, you rent it out and you pay booth rent. 
So what he does is he goes and gets three of these salon suites and he has the owner cut walls through three of them. So he has this huge, big space. And so his rent, his, his rent is like 300 a, a week, which is pr- pretty normal for like a, you know, a normal barber, but he puts different barbers in each of them. Like he has like two mm. barbers in each of them. They pay him that and he cuts on the side. So he's making money arbitraging that way. I was like, damn, I didn't think to do that. And he was my loctician was like, you should do that with your podcast. She goes, all you got to do is just set up a space in here. She goes, whenever you're not using it, have them pay for it. And if you, you know, if you have show sponsors, have them pay for the space and then re-rent it out. I was like, damn, I need to do that. So yeah, that that's what was going through my mind. Or I was like, oh shit, I can arbitrage the shit. And I was like, she was like, yeah, you can just, she goes, if you have sponsors, have them pay for the space. And goes, when you're not using it, they're already paying you. Then have other people come in and run theirs. I was like, ooh, that's a good idea. So yeah, that, that was an arbitrage thing that I'm thinking of. I'll, I'll let y'all know how that goes. So, so our, our next um, episode will be at um, Betty's uh, Locks and Braids over there on Fifth Street, <laughs> FIF Street. Good man, it was it's pretty dope. <laughs> I didn't think about that, you know. So yeah, it's, it's I didn't, you know all those people are getting to that salon suite thing, and that's a damn good business, by the way. That so, Kim and Ann, man, they're the originals. Forty. That go gut out a whole space and put dividers and have uh, have a bunch of spaces in there. Have y'all? If y'all have not seen, by the fact, I'm gonna give Kim and Ann a shout out. Y'all should go follow them on social media. You got to go see their new tiny home assisted living that they built. It is off the chain. They built a assisted living facility out of tiny homes and they got like this grass all the way through. And when you look up at the sky, if you guys have ever been to Caesar's Palace and you look up at the sky and Caesar's Palace, like the sky, they built that inside of it, man. It is dope. Yeah, so y'all go follow Kim and Ann because they set up a tiny home assisted living. It, it was pretty fire. Someone actually, a fan of the show actually called me to get in touch with them. So yeah, they're doing some big stuff. They don't play, man. They don't play. For real. <laughs> but yeah, the algorithm change, man. What, what, what's been going on with old Airbnb? <laughs> yeah, it freaked out. It freaked out um, Federico for a while because he was you know, running around. What do we do? What do we do? How do we get these these bookings? It did. Everything dropped. But um, I mean, if, you could probably explain it better. But from what the gist of it I got was if you had instant book, uh, for some reason, um, it wasn't recognizing your instant book as your place being available, and it was getting crossed up with, with the instant book stuff. Even though you thought you were doing instant book is a good thing, it ended up messing up your space where they couldn't see it. Yeah, um, that was one of them. If you had instant book on, I think that instant book thing's still there. Uh, you just have to check your listing. Uh, yeah, if you have instant book on, you weren't showing up at all. <laughs> I had to do a search on it because I heard Sean talking about it. Then I did a search on it, double checked it. It was absolutely right. Um, now they don't want you to have a cleaning fee. You do go down in the rankings if you have a cleaning <laughs> fee. They boost you like really, really high if you have smart pricing on. Um, so that takes away the ability to use most PMPs. Um, and then the pricing, you know, you have to, if you're going to go the no cleaning fee route, you have to rearrange all your pricing. You need to make sure you're setting up your pricing to be extremely high with extremely high discounts as well. So you're still getting that normal rate. Um, they're encouraging one night stays, even though again, they're against parties. So they, they boost you if you have one night stays on. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a bunch of different stuff. Um, you got to get creative on the platform, on the Airbnb side. What we've been doing, we actually did it Sean's way. By the way, you guys can go check out his target price course. It he, he I'm doing it his way for now. Uh, 
basically what we're doing is we're pricing really high and then putting in major discounts to come down to supplement for the no cleaning fee. Uh, but when people book direct, I've been still charging the cleaning fee. Um, and most of my direct bookings have been pretty longer stays, but I have noticed with the pricing strategy that I'm using, I'm getting shorter stays. So I was like, damn, I got to really go hard on direct. So I've been getting, I just had a guy call me today for a 30 day stay. And so that's really what I've been doing hard, hard on and running Facebook, uh, not Facebook ads, but Google ads. I might get back into Facebook ads. So it's just a lot of different moving pieces that you got to familiarize yourself with. Um, I really like the midterm space. And I think I told everyone I'm, I'm moving more towards, towards midterm and really putting ourselves out there. And we had basically, we actually had two midterm people reach out this month. One was insurance and one was uh reload. So that's what we yeah. had. And Mike hooked us up with one with a nice big fat <laughs> midterm stay, man. That was nice. Let's go. So we're going to get the big fat uh, chunk of change tomorrow. Going to meet him at the bank. Where's my Let's money? <laughs> I'm giving him a cut too. He's getting a, he's getting a cut. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's what it is. Helping each other out, and and, and we we're talking about it. You know, you gotta network with other hosts because I mean, you gotta look at it as um, not as scarcity. You gotta look at it as as abundance, right? There's enough for everybody. And, and the and the thing is, and I've been in so many situations now. I mean, well, well, I'll go back to you know the algorithm a little bit. <clears throat> You know, uh, Feta had to do a lot of you know unlisting, relisting, all kinds of stuff to to get it to get it right again. And the thing is, and he did, and he did look in and on those um, those seminars from uh, from Sean and you know the pricing and all that stuff. And he gets real into that. And Feta, he'll admit it. He's ADD, right? He's working on a thousand things at once, and so he'll set up all these complex rules all the way out for like months, right? But the thing is, he'll get on something else and he'll and and um sometimes, you know, I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm just saying sometimes those rules, you know, it, it, after when February 1st hits that they're supposed to change and, you know, February 10th hits, it's supposed to change where you have like five day minimums drop to four, drop to three. But doing different. um <laughs> Here's what's messed up. Running different systems that. It doesn't let it, it's not very, it's not very good. I mean, it, things get crossed up. So, so I started, I started noticing, man, there's, there's like no bookings going on this week at all. What's going on? There's a weekend. We're missing weekend bookings. And so I went in there and, you know, I told Federico, yo, this is, um, some of these are still all set to three night minimums and four night minimums. What's going on? This people can't book this weekend, you know? Mm. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. There's a bunch of, you know, I mean, it's like over, over 70 units. So it's hard to keep up with all that stuff. And so we, we, we formulated a, a, like a plan where I'm going in every morning and making sure there's nothing messed up in the pricing. You know, I'm going in and freeing up those orphans. Cause there was a lot of orphans cause they were locked in at two or three days, right. And sandwiched in the middle of, you know, some bookings. And so I'm going in there cleaning, just going one by one, boom, 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 and cleaning all that up and then cleaning the weekends up where it goes from three down to two, you know, and down to one, if necessary, dropping the messing with the prices. And, and then, um, I started getting rid of a lot of the complicated uh, pricing rules and I just started doing price uh, smart pricing on a lot of the properties. So I did smart pricing. He he already started doing the removing the cleaning fees. So we got a boost from putting on smart pricing, um, removing the cleaning fees, putting it on flexible and putting it on instant book. You know, they were most of them are already on instant book. But it's like it's, it is funny because if you follow what Airbnb wants you to do, 
they're going to push you up, man. So we're, we're hitting all those smart pricing, cleaning fees, flexible and instant book. And man, I mean, it's, I mean, it's all green, man. The whole, nope. all the calendars are green. Question for you guys. Have you had to deal with cancellations yet on flexible? We don't get many. We don't get many. It hasn't changed. I mean, from, from the naked eye, it hasn't like, I haven't noticed a huge sir, a difference, you know, okay. you usually get a cancellation, you know, once every, I don't know, five, 10 bookings, just this normal. Right. But it, I haven't seen it go from that to like, you know, nine out of 10 bookings cancel. You know I'm saying? I haven't seen any difference at all on, on my end, you know? And if we do, if we do get a cancel, it gets booked pretty quick again anyways. So hmm. no, no, yeah. One thing I'm scared about a can't flexible. Will they allow you? Because you know, because they're allowed to cancel within the stay. Have y'all y'all haven't dealt with that yet? Um, the, yeah, I think we have. I think we have before. Yeah. Now, now the now the thing is, I, I think on our houses we're still we're still um strict. Oh, you okay. know, because it's a house. Okay. And and there there's not as many houses there are like one bedroom condos out there, right? Yeah. So, so we do, we still get pushed up because we're, it's a three, two or four, two house, right? You're still mm-hmm. going to be up because people are going to look for a house. It's not going to be like a million different choices. It's going to be like a few. Yeah. So that we, that I don't really care so much to put it on uh, flexible. I'll keep it on strict on that. But as far as the one bedroom, one bath condos, I don't, you know, throw, I'll throw them all on flexible. Dude, you, you bring up a good point. Cause I'm starting to notice it too. The house strategy if you have a house, you can still run cleaning fees and I'm not seeing any difference. I don't know if you guys are seeing that as well. Like on my bigger houses, I think it's, it's the customer, right? The bigger houses, they don't care. Like, I'm not sure, but I keep getting reservations on the bigger houses with uh, I have a $235 cleaning fee on one of them. It's a really like 3000 square foot house with the back deck and pool and all that. They'll still pay it. Like people are like, cool. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take the amenities. Now on the smaller properties, I did have to remove the cleaning fee, but I am still on strict cancellation and I'm noticing my reservations are shorter. So maybe okay. I need to go that flexible route. I think it's very property dependent. You bring up a good Oh yeah. There. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't want to put strict, I mean, um, flexible on a, the 500 at night stay, you know, that would hurt, <laughs> you know, exactly. and that's harder to get rebooked because not, you know, yeah. a certain amount of people looking for houses, whereas you know, a shit ton of people, a lot more people are looking for the one bedrooms, you know, little vacation, you know, getaways and stuff like that. But it's hard to like, oh shit, I hope another family of five finds my place by tomorrow because someone canceled. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a good reason to put it on flexible there. I agree. So yeah. then then, And then like, it's kind of goes back to the old adage, like the unique properties always win, you know, the bigger houses, if you've got it decorated correctly, they're going to win no matter what, you know what I mean? As you know, you're going to have your slow season, but it can bounce back. So yeah, that, that um, I haven't done flexible yet. I think I'm going to test that out, do like flexible. And what that does really is we need to tighten up our systems. So even if someone does cancel, like in the middle of their stay, we need to have a system where we can send our cleaner out, go clean it so we can get this thing open back up and start moving again. So Mm. it's, you know, it's one of those things. We just have to get better. You know, we have to get better. And tightening up yeah. our systems is one of them, you know, because I I don't know, because like right now I'm like, damn, do I have the bandwidth to just send out a cleaner? Somebody says, uh, third three days in, eh, we're gonna cancel the next the rest of the month. You're like, oh shit, you you know what I'm saying? You're like, damn, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a better job of tightening up my systems, man. Yeah, getting a, making sure my cleaning team's available. Yeah, man. So uh, we we got 
two more arbitrages in the works. So so we, we got one in Fort Worth uh, because uh, our friend a friend of the show, Ali, she um you know she she threw one my way. It was a good deal, so we picked it up, and you know we got a, a long term stay immediately. And then she had, she, you know, she oh, she wanted to hop out of that complex, right? Small little complex in Fort Worth. And she wants to go more to Sky Rises, you know, she has her whole vision, whatever. And that's cool. And so she asked if we wanted, if we wanted it, if they would let her, let them transfer it to us. And I said, well, yeah, we will take it, you know. And it comes with a, a travel nurse already attached to it paying 2800 a month. So, <laughs> so it's like one bedroom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one veteran unit over there in Fort Worth. Yeah, Damn, let's see. I got to get those unique designs. I like that. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, she 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 went all out on this place. I mean, we we purchased you know what the we you know furniture and setup or whatever, but we got a big discount because it's used now. Yeah. So, but we we purchased it and then we took it over and then we got some we got a renter in there for the next like three months. So we we don't even have to go in there and do anything for three months. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got we picked up another um, Grand Prairie house, which I'm happy with. I mean, this place is nice, dude. I went in there. <laughs> I went, in, yeah, man, because I, I always have my antennas up for a Grand Prairie. I love Grand Prairie for some reason. Um, and, and, and you know, it's it's say what you will about Air DNA, right? But but Feta was showing me the other day, saying, "Hey, man, um, look at I'm looking at Arlington. Arlington sucks. Blah blah blah." He's saying all this stuff about Arlington, and the he's showing me the data. I'm like. I was like, oh, that's that's strange. How come we're kicking so much ass in Grand Prairie? It's right across the street. And and he's like, I don't know, but it just looks like it sucks. I was like, well, pull up Grand Prairie. And he pulled up Grand Prairie, and the Mac looked exactly the same as Arlington. And I was like, what does that prove? You know, we're kicking ass in Grand Prairie. And, and this map, according to AirDNA, everybody's at 30% occupancy or whatever the hell, you know, and just, and, and these, you know, it looked exactly like what the Arlington was showing. I was like, I mean, AirDNA, I guess it's okay, but I just from what I've noticed, I mean, we've if is if you have a good property and you're doing everything right, I mean, you're an outlier for AirDNA, I guess. I think AirDNA is a good baseline to get started. Like, I know Bigger Pockets talks about AirDNA a lot. I think a lot of people, and I'm gonna be honest with you, what I think AirDNA is at this point, it's for investors to show some shit to some somebody mm -hmm. in private money. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know, I'm for real. Like, I, I look at it and I hear people talking about it, and I'm like, they'll be like, yeah, I just use the AirDNA numbers, you know, to show investors to get private money, and, you know, it works because I think AirDNA's data to like experienced hosts like us and the people and people who are experienced and listening, I think its data isn't as accurate, especially with like the Airbnb busting and the algorithm changing because you have a bunch of people hopping out, right? So now you have these people hop around because they're empty. And the reason they're empty is they aren't changing their strategy. So you have me, like me, when they, if they pull my listings, I have a huge chunk of direct bookings. Are they counting that? And also, are they counting block days as, hey, that, yeah, you know, are they, are they counting block days as a reservation? I don't know. And if they are, then their data is flawed. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, AirDNA, and I don't want to knock them, but I do want to tell people, if you're new and coming into the space, it is a great baseline to see, okay, I can make this much money, but don't take everything with it. I mean, people who use AirDNA, they're usually putting together investor packages. And I ain't going to lie, this house I'm about to flip, I might have to flip this house. I might use it to put together an investor package. <laughs> it's an AirDNA stink all over. Like, hey, man, uh, yeah, you can pay 150 for this, and here's the short-term rental numbers. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because I'm, and I, I'm happy Sean brought this up because I've been hearing on bigger pockets. A lot of people are selling that thing. Oh, if it don't cash flow, this turning into an Airbnb is like, all right, you guys keep playing that play, keep playing that game, man. There ain't no game to play, but yeah, man, that, that's yeah. I think that's what Air DNA is, man. It's the investor package. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I heard someone the other day even say something like, "Oh yeah, I just uh, make it a short term rental and then I don't have to do nothing." I was like, "What? Wait a minute. That's that's what you have to do a lot more if it's a short term rental. It's not just yeah. turn it into a short term rental and you set it and forget it. No, that's what is that, man?" <laughs> And that is starting to happen because like my uh my mentor who I'm in his uh, mentorship class, he he just set up his first three. He goes, Don't let nobody sell you on this Airbnb shit. He goes, Hey, I said this shit passive. Nurses ain't calling my phone. I gotta deal with tenants calling me. I was like, I don't <laughs> I was like, Yeah, man, it's a whole lot more work than just like it ain't as easy as it used to be. I'm like, like Steve says, you could have just threw your grandma's furniture in there and made a shitload of money two, three years ago, but that ain't the case no more, man. You got to provide no. value. You got to have value. And the people, and that's, who, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Steve. That's good for us who've been around for a while. Who knows? Who know how? What you know? What not to do? We learn what not to do. Seriously, because yeah, it's changing, bro. And you got to be able to change with it. Because you got to be able to provide value nowadays. You know, um, it's just so much changing. And but. One thing I am like, I, the reason why I'm really heavy on the midterms, because I don't really like the Airbnb algorithm changes, because I understand what they're trying to do. Because really, if we all fit drive into trying to cater to Airbnb's algorithm, the problem is you're not able to grow off the platform because your pricing on Airbnb is raising up everything else. So one thing, here's a tip to people. One thing that I did since I raised all my Airbnb prices I went to my PMP, which is Hostfully. Shout out to them, by the way. Uh, I went to Hostfully, and I just I lowered all my prices on my other OT on my like my direct site on my uh, on my Verbos, like on my direct site. It's like a forty percent discount now. So yeah, man, you got to be real careful and just know what you're doing. Just like I think Fetty says all the time, educate yourself on what's going on. Yeah, you got to man, and um. And, and it's just like, if you put a good product out there, though, he's, you know, Fed is doing this thing now where he's kind of going into our places and, and upgrading them a little bit, you know, like a room that was missing a TV, he'll go throw a TV in there. Um, he'll just point, he's painting some stencils on some of the walls to make it look cool. And it makes a difference. Turning two twins into a king. That's a big thing. He's, <laughs> you know, and uh, king, those kings, man, the people want king beds. Dude, you got to have a king bed. That that's like a must, especially if you have a house. Get king beds. I don't care what it is. Get a king bed somewhere in there. You ain't gotta have them all kings, but put a damn king bed in there. The <laughs> king bed, and the funny you said that when uh my house flooded, that's the first thing I went and did. I put TV, I actually mounted my TVs. Mount your TVs and have a king bed. I'm actually about to put a king bed in one of my other places that's down right now. So I was like, let me put a king bed in here while everything's down. Because yeah, you'll automatically get more reservations with a king bed off top. Mm. And, and it's funny I, I, I might have told it on the show I, I think i told you but um so so two of our clients wanted to, to to part with some of their rentals right and so i shopped them around and the people picked them up real quick elijah from our friend from the show uh balil elijah yeah anyways he he uh he hit me up but he wanted one of them and i and i even told him i said hey dude this furniture they don't want nothing to do with it you can get it dirt cheap if you want it you know and he's like nah you know 
I've got a plan who I want to cater to. I want to cater to like, you know, midterm travel nurses. So I want to put a king bed. I got some things I want to do. And I was like, that's pretty cool. He turned down cheap, you know, yeah. cheap furniture but to stick with. He said he got it from you. He said, Micah told me that, you know, the king beds, you know, do a lot better for travel nurses and this and that. So I'm going to go. It's cool. He has a, so many people don't have a plan. I'll take that cheap, cheap ass furniture. I'll pay a couple hundred bucks for it. He goes, he, he turned that down. He spent some money, but he's sticking to what he, his vision is. Straight up, man. You got to have that. You got to have the vision. You got to know what you're doing. You know, have a plan, have a target avatar. Um, but yeah, the king bed play, that that's huge right there. Um, I'm, I'm about to put two king beds and two of my places. So, And I wanted to do an accent wall. Accent walls are huge. They they do a lot as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's um consistency also. Because here's what, here's what, when Federico's been hopping around all of our units, right? And he's he's been just checking how things are and, you know, checking the beds, checking everything. And, and what he's, one of the big things is he goes, the supplies. He goes, sometimes, some of them have supplies. Sometimes have, some of them have snacks and water. Some of them don't. Some of them have you know different paper towels out some of them don't you just there's no consistency even though the same cleaners do all the places if you're not gonna be on their asses about the supplies they're gonna let it slide just like any worker in any job in the history of work right dude you you gotta be on them um you gotta really train your vas up because right now i have to train my vas hey when the clean cleaning day make sure we're on top of it make sure any maintenance requests they tell us put it in order anything that they say is missing uh see what what happened uh, also, yeah, the supplies, like the waters, that's a huge thing. And I'm, I'm working on it because, you know, I just got a new VA. She's doing really well. Um, and she's doing extremely well. Facebook stuff, the Instagram stuff's been off the chain, been loving it. So, yeah, you got to definitely be on top of it. Don't get lenient. Have weekly meetings. You know, that's one thing I always fail at. So I'm going to start having weekly meetings, meetings consistently, you know. Yeah, even... Um you know, always talking about automate everything, but even Sean had to come back to his business because it started slag <laughs> lagging a little. And that's what kind of, and I'm happy you brought that up. That really made me think in the future, how is short-term rental something we can make passive to the point of where we're hands off? What's your opinion on that? Like, can you hire, let's say, okay, if it's just simple, simple real estate, you hire a property manager, you're done. You go sit on the beach, collect a check. Do you think it'll ever be that way with short-term rentals? Hmm. I think it can. And the only way I think it's possible, and maybe it'll change in the future, is actually if you pick up like a, a partner or someone you're going to give a chunk of the equity to, and they're going to run it. And, you know, the more they make, the better they run it, the more they get, they, the more money that they'll make for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Not just hiring uh, someone to manage your stuff because, hey, he's paying me a hundred grand a year to manage his stuff. Okay. I'm not going to make any more if I do this. I'm not going to make any less if I do this. So, you know, it's just, it's just, I guess I see the motivation side. Whereas someone like it's, it's a partner or they have like a 30 year company or a, the 10% of your company, whatever the percentage you agree on <laughs> to run it. I mean, if if he make if he doubles the income of your company that year, he, his income doubles. You know what I'm saying? I I see it like that. You know, that's what a lot of the um you know, the millionaires, billionaires, whatever they have several different companies. They put someone in charge of the company who has giant uh, what's it called stock uh, stock dividends stock stocks you know chunks of whatever. So yeah, the 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 moves that they make actually um 
actually benefit their pocketbook. So I, I see it like that. If you set something up like that, okay, you can go chill and you can be Elon Musk and have like five different multi-billion dollar companies and other people run them, whatever. And he just hops in and out to go look at them every now and then. But um, if it's just, if you're just going to put a manager on something, even a, if you had 10 McDonald's, you still got to go check in on those managers every now and then. Otherwise everything's going to go to shit, right? The, the, when the cat's away, the mice will play. That's funny you say that because when I, my first IT job, I was over all of the, uh, the Hardy's restaurants in the state of Arkansas. But the guy who hired me, he was the big boss. He owned like all these Hardy's restaurants in the state of Arkansas. But what he did was, you bring up a really good point, because what he did was he put, re, he was like, okay, these five stores are yours, Steve. These five stores are Micah's. These five, but what we are is we're regional managers. So we're the regional manager of these five. Then we have a store manager at each one. So the store manager reports to the regional manager, make sure everything's good. If any shit hits the fan, regional manager reports to the owner. So now I'm only getting like five people reporting to me. You see what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. that person, the regional manager, probably gets five people reporting to him. So I think mm-hmm. I like that structure. Like you said, it. you got to give them an equity stake. So then you're incentivized to grow this company. Because my whole strategy was actually to kind of do it like Sean. Hey, get like hire somebody at some point to take over everything. And after you train them up and you go on about your business. But I don't think that's feasible, in my opinion. I think it's like you said, you have, they have to have an equity stake. So I think at some point in my business, once I'm to a huge, to a number of where I can cash flow 20 grand a month or more passively, just from the long-term rents, I think that's when I'll be able to, uh, I would consider handing my, some of my equity off to like a manager, because then I still get my cash no matter what. Plus I get the money from the business. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I I do kind of want to want it like that. So then my my company pays long-term leases to my houses that I own. And then I'll, you know, run it away like that where I still get my income. Mm. I think that's what I'll do, you know, because then I don't have to depend upon the short-term rental money. That's just icing on the cake that the manager's over growing and be incentivized for growing that. Mm. I basically want to make myself a liability to the company that I'm owed money. (laughs) Yeah, I like that idea. That is cool, and it's it's funny seeing learning all this the business stuff. It's because, I mean, you can go to business school, you can take a couple of business classes. It, you ain't gonna learn nothing until you're actually out there doing it, right? Yeah. And you got people under you, you, got employees, got you know partnerships, got all kinds of stuff going on. You got investors. I mean, it's just oh shit, it's a lot. <laughs> but the ones that figure it out, man, they make so much freaking money, and, and they just they just know how to play the orchestra as they say right you know what uh, okay go ahead go ahead no no go ahead, go ahead now you said something really 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 good you said having investors and that and, I, and i'm gonna lie that holds me back because i refuse to take on investors and then i know it holds me back but at the same time like i keep it in my head i'd rather not take on investors because i really rather just the money i put out i'd rather it be me and my family for that purpose, because it's like, I'd rather not have to deal with, I got to pay this dude back, this dude back. I always have to pay uncle Sam. He's already knocking at the door. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm serious. So it's like, I don't really, I don't know. Yeah. The investor thing. That That's a really tricky one. I know a lot of people do it, but I haven't taken on investors, man. I'm just trying to avoid it at all costs. I did the first like 
three years in business. And I was like, I don't like talking to all these people. <laughs> There's no such thing as a silent investor or what? No, man, there ain't no silent investor. He's a, <laughs> he might be silent to the public, but he's up your ass. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Where's my money? For real, man. And it's not like, and I know you guys can attest to this because I know you guys. Well, I don't want to hope your owners are listening. I mean, you got some owners that are like, "Oh man, when's this coming? When's this coming?" I know you're like, yeah, "All right, Bill's calling today." You know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah, yeah, but, man. Do we have to? Get, they say we. Well, you you got to train. You got to train your clients too, not just your employees. I like you train, that. Yeah, you got to train your clients. And um, if you go back to that that four hour work week, and I hey, if my client if my clients are listening right now, I love you all. Y'all are awesome. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just saying, we've had clients in the oh past. Uh, oh, what's the four hour work week? Bam! Yeah, right? That's what's up. <laughs> and so um, he mentioned in there how he he was working like over eighty hours a week. Right, he had a successful business, kind of. It was getting by, is making him all right money but he couldn't leave for like one day or else it would all go to chaos. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he, and he just, that's when he went and shut everything down and kind of reassessed everything and said, how can I get my time back? And he's looking at all of the, um, the things that were taking up most of his time. And, uh, and there was a bunch of stuff, right. But there were one of the things that, that stuck out to me. And as we talk about training your clients is um he had some like he was selling like vitamins or something back then you know uh, uh, Tim Ferriss in the book, but he said he had some really big clients that were ordering a shit ton of vitamins, but mm -hmm. they were on his ass all day nonstop calling them all midnight you know calling them all over the you know some people were in different parts of the world so it would just be like he couldn't he couldn't even sleep I mean but they were buying a shitload of product from him, but he said okay well. I guess I have to dump this client and this client. I know they're big, but to get my time back, uh, that's going to, that's going to give me like half my time back right here. That's going to, you know, he just started assessing and he let go some really big clients that were making, you know, making him a lot of money. A pumpkin plan, man. So you got to do, you got to cater to the, you can't just cater to them because they bring in a lot of money. You got to cater to what's the least amount of headache. Uh, yeah. If you want really eat the book, the pumpkin plan, it's a really good book on that. Uh, Mike, I cannot say his last name, Michael Velowich. He won't. He wrote <laughs> Profit First. I hate to mess up his. Oh yeah, name. he's one of my favorite authors. But yeah, if you've read Pumpkin Plan, yeah, he 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 kind of goes into that as well. You can't just you got to go. I, I forgot how he worded it. You got to keep the twenty percent of the people that bring you eighty percent of the income. I was like, oh, so you don't, instead of just trying to take everyone, take the 20% that's going to bring you 80% of what you need. So yeah, it, it, the pumpkin plan is really good on that as well. Yeah. At first take everybody, of course, because you want to, yeah. you, then you'll learn, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have took this person, yeah. you know? And then and you we, create a baseline of who you want. Exactly. Exactly. And we've parted ways before with, with people in the past, just because it didn't work out, you know? And that's fine. That's part of business. Um but and that's the thing. This is a business. I was going to say, going back to, I know we hop around a lot. Uh, so McDonald's, mm -hmm. you know, I learned a lot from that freaking place when I was a teenager. But but um, one thing I did learn, there was a guy, uh, the owner, and he owned like five or six McDonald's, right? And so he he was, um, but he was so passive, dude. He was such a, almost almost like a pushover kind of dude. You know, he wasn't like this, you know, owner that you think of, you know. He just... It, 
if anything, his wife had more personality than him. I mean, he'd come in sometimes, you know, we'd be, we'd be there at work, you know, it slowed down a little, we're chilling. And he, he just walk in nonchalant, start grabbing a broom and start sweeping. We're like, oh, motherfucker wants to sweep. Okay. It's a, it's a, <laughs> but, but he had, he, he, he hired some pit bulls and then like, you know what I'm saying? He hired some, some people that had that, that kind of personality to keep some teenagers in order. And it is one, this one lady, this one, um, you know, macho lady she, she she grabbed the broom hey what are you doing you know you're the owner these kids got it these these they got to do this sweeping you know you go over there go over there how dare y'all let him do that i mean like got onto our asses right They're like oh shit you know but so he didn't have the personality to be a a, a a pit bull assassin but he hired some fucking pit bulls man that that is that is right <laughs> on because when i read this book uh i don't know if you guys have ever and you oh this matter of fact if you're a business owner you need to do the disc assessment by Tony Robbins. You and Federico need to do it. Cause what you're talking about, the guy who owned the company, but you said his wife had a little bit more, he was probably a green. So people that are green are really passive. They're people pleasers. You know, uh, like my, my, my real estate coach, he always says, yeah, get that shit out of you. If you got any green in you, he goes, that shit ain't going to work in the real estate world. <laughs> He's like, get that shit out of you. So like me and Mahogany did it. I'm a blue. Like I'm very analytical. Um, the the blue blues analytical, yellow are people 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 are like not people pleasers, but they're people they know how to talk to people. Uh, greens are basically pushovers. They're people pleasers. They're pushovers. Then reds are really aggressive. So I did it in like when our business and our real estate business, I really noticed when me and Mahogany stick to our strengths, we're way better off. Like. She's the people person. She's not a people pleaser. She's a people person, right? She's a yellow and me, I'm a blue. So she can go grab deals and talk to people. And then I can, she brings the deal back to me. I can assess it, run the numbers and be like, okay, we're going to go after this or no, this ain't worth it. So doing that in business really pushes you ahead. It's called the disc assessment. Y'all should do it. Um, I think Fetty's a blue and I think you're a yellow. So when y'all do it, let me know. Cause I think he's, what, what is the yellow? What is that yellow again? Yellow. You can, you're really good at talking to people. You can relate to people. Uh, you really, you're a people person. That's all it is. I think you're, you're, I think you're a yellow and I think Fetty's a blue. I think you are exactly what me and Mahogany are. Cause oh, wow. I think you're the people, but I'm pretty sure you go and talk to people and close the deals, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a close. You're, you're yellow. Yeah. I can tell I'm like uh, yellow. And then, but some people, they can be reds can be people, you're not people pleasers, but not people, people, but they're like, they're just really pit bullish. Like you said, that macho lady, she's a red. You know, I can tell like, no, no, you can't. macho lady. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> that macho lady. I should have. <laughs> you called her, man. So... She was a tough girl, man. Hey, yeah. Man, what so, say? Yeah. So, man, I, I suggest anybody listening to this podcast, yeah, if you want to really be successful, read, get the disc assessment done. And like, so you can know your personality because what times and times in business You'll get frustrated easily because you're doing some shit you shouldn't be doing. You do some stuff that's not part of your personality diagram. So once mm. you start figuring out who you are, you're like, oh, I'm much better at this. But you have to really assess it, man. Like once I did that, I was like, damn, no wonder I'm, I'd rather sit back and run the numbers on the real estate because that's just what I do. And Mahogany can go make the connections with people. So yeah, mm. man, it's, it's really good. But, but everyone needs to have a little red in them because you can't, some of these people just ain't going to make decisions. You got to have some red in, the, in you. So that's what I'm working on. I'm having a little bit more red in me. So you got to have some red in you. Mahogany has a little bit more red than she, she's yellow and red for sure. So 
Yeah, man, definitely take the disc assessment. What is up, Live, Let, Thrive fam? Here's some more Stevie Stacks talking about mother loving hostfully. The only PMP you'll ever need for your growing short-term rental business. What's a PMP, you ask? Well, it's your property management platform, of course. The thing that runs all your things. And Hostfully's PMP plugs in all your listings across all your different platforms like Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, and more. And puts it all into one convenient spot where you can update, edit, change, improve any of your properties instantly with just a couple of clicks insanity so in other words it takes this clump of chaotic mess you created while building your short-term rental business and it cleans it all up for you nice and pretty like puts a bow on it makes it run efficiently saving you hours and hours of your own precious time so you can go do what you do best grow your damn business or build a kayak or jump into a cold river naked i don't know what's your thing and i really don't care but hostfully cares and they're here for it and you Seriously, my short-term rental management company has grown to over 70 properties in eight different cities across three different states, and I sure as hell couldn't have done it without the help of Hostfully. For reals, I've been using them for a minute. A minute in the urban dictionary sense, meaning a long, long time. Now, y'all, you know we keep it real on Live, Let, Thrive, and Hostfully keeps it real as well. And they keep that PMP hand strong, because PMP ain't easy. Please show a little love to LLT and use code THRIVE for $100 off Hostfully's property management platform plus two free months of their industry-leading guidebooks. That's a great deal, guys. Hostfully! And speaking of learning from businesses, this is what I want to tell people about being in business. Um, Me and you were texting back and forth with all the trade deadlines and shit going on. You're like, man, Kevin Durant just got traded to the sun. So one thing I will say is like, you know, I, guys, I haven't, we haven't done a me and you app in a while. And I used to always relate stuff to sports. And one thing I tell people is a business, you have to know what's business and keep your emotions out of it. So like the, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, like they just straight ripped them today in very well, in the heat very well deserved it. Right. So supposedly they were going to send Kyrie Irving to the Lakers for like two unprotected draft picks. He would have then Kyrie Irving would have went to the Lakers Russell Westbrook, I think, would have went to the Suns, and the Suns would have got would have got Jay Crowder and uh, Chris Paul, right? So then Kevin Durant probably would have stayed in Brooklyn. He's like, oh, cool, I'll stay in Brooklyn. You gave me players. But the owner of the Nets decided not to do it because he didn't want Kyrie in L.A. I'm like, that's the stupidest. Now you have two superstars, right? Because you held your emotions to the fire instead of rebuilding something. You pissed off. Kyrie wanted out because he felt disrespected. KD was like, okay, cool. Bring me some pieces after you trade Kyrie. You bring him nothing. Now you pissed him off. So it's like, dude, you got to – it goes back to what you just said, man. You have to, like, train up your employees and honor them. You know what I'm saying? So that that's one thing I did. Keep your emotions out of it because, yeah, dude, that, that was just – that was the stupidest trade I've ever seen in my life. But, yeah. You listen to Jerry, Jerry Jones, keep your emotions out of it. <laughs> the Cowboys will start winning as soon as Steven Jones is running the show. <laughs> and see the, the owner of the Patriots, right? What's his name? Kraft? Mr. Uh-huh. Mr. Kraft. All he does is, 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 you know, get drunk and smile and get some hand jobs at places. And he, and they win Super Bowls, right? He don't, he don't know what the, he don't know what a football is. But Jerry Jones is all up in the business, every single part of 
He's the owner and the GM, right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. (laughs) You know, but no, uh, hey, but he's he's way richer than us. So, you know, he's doing something right, you know. No, the business side, yeah. His personality works great when he's bullying people around the oil fields. I mean, I'm sure it worked perfect for that. Yeah. But maybe it doesn't work so good with the football. I mean, he hired some good people when he first got here, and then we won the Super Bowls. But after that, it's been who? You know what it is, though? He's a red, and he purposely hires greens. Mm, I like that. He's a red and he purposely hires greens. He hires people that he can push over. And then when he gets another red in there who can win championships, Jimmy Johnson, he runs him out of town. So, mm. yeah, man, that, that, I think that's what it is. That's real but yeah, talk. Man. But, yeah, man, that's just my business rant for the day. <laughs> and then my Lakers like are probably going to get blown out by the fucking Suns. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did the Mavericks play? Mavericks play the Lakers. Did they play them last night or when did they play them? I'm not sure. We're probably losing a lot of listeners right now. We have plenty of talking about basketball. Sorry, we're not <laughs> to uh, business as much as possible, but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, no, um, no, that's 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 the thing. We were we we're talking about the the Airbnb busts, mm-hmm. um, business growing pains because because yeah, we've we've been we've gone through that this past year, and I think they I think the bad times really amplify that, right? I think the good times, you know, it covers up a lot of shit, but once the, once the water recedes and then you see all these, you know, people naked out there, it, you're like, Oh crap. We got a lot of problems in our business. We need to address for real. You know, we've been letting a lot of things slide because we've been very profitable because everybody was profitable for a while there in, in, in short-term rentals. But after, <clears throat> after the good times, you know, drop. And you got to get more strict out there, man. Like I, I, I showed you, I, I'm my first, $2,500 pay payout for uh, somebody smoking in my place. So yeah, you got to get more strict too. Please explain that. How do you get $2,500 for someone smoking at your place? How does that work? So what we did was um, my cleaners, they, as soon as they got in, they, they sent us a message in Slack saying, Hey, they smoked in here. And um, I was like, do you see any evidence of it? Like, and I was like, what they smoked? So they smoked marijuana. It's like, your whole house smells like marijuana. I'm like, Fuck. So I said, um, I said, hey, if you see any evidence of it, let me know. She found like three pieces of evidence. They took pictures and they took videos of everything. And we took pictures of extra trash they piled up. Because after you find out they break the rules, nitpick them after that. This is bad, but nitpick them. Because what they're doing is they're breaking small rules. But if Airbnb sees that, okay, this guest was just trash, right? So after they took the pictures, the videos, we uploaded it. I created it. We started the air cover. After we started the air cover, they asked for all the evidence. At first, they sent us a message that said, hey, we can't really tell what the marijuana is. Can you please send us a video? Always have video because the problem is Airbnb doesn't allow you to upload video into their actual system. They allow you to email it, though. So always mm-hmm. do video and email, video and pictures. And so once we sent the pictures up, we, I had my, uh, my cleaning team upload a $2,500 ozone marijuana cleaning to the invoice. And then we sent everything in. Boom, we got it. $2,500 ozone marijuana cleaning. Yep. Wow. You paid a lot of money, wink, to get that odor out. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm serious. So, um, because that that is like a, that, that's why you always get an ozone machine. And then I tell people, man, if you have cleaners and then you pay them through air, through turnover BNB, they have the, if they're getting paid through turnover BNB, turnover BNB gives them a, a Stripe account. 
And what they can do on that Stripe account is create invoices with their company name on it. And they just go into their Stripe account off of turnover, print it, print it off, send it to you, you upload it. And they can put whatever charge they want on there. Wow. Because I was going to say at first, I mean, I, I heard you can do up to 500 for smoking, right? Me too. And I, that's, <laughs> I expect to get 500 because, you know, someone in our mastermind said, hey, they'll only give you 500. So I was like, let me test it. <laughs> they gave me 25. Now, and I, I always wonder what happens to these because we, I mean, we have some, you know, badass claims chasers and on our team. That's what's, you know, we have some badasses because they used to work for Airbnb. They know how to word everything. They want to get us paid out. You know, I would say close to 100% payouts, you know, you know, knock on wood. But, but um, I always wonder what happens to those people that get deemed. Do they, does Airbnb go after them and try to get their money or what? See, I don't know. That's what I was wondering too. Um, I don't know. See, and this is the thing. And also, by the way, they made me sign an agreement after I accepted it. They made me sign an agreement. So what I what found, kind of agreement, like an agreement, like, Hey, we're going to pay you this 2,500. If this guest contests it, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like, cool. You know? So what I wonder is what not what I'm wondering is did the guest pay that or is Airbnb's insurance paying that? I think it's their insurance. Yeah, because a lot of these, especially the ones smoking marijuana and stuff in our places, they probably don't got a lot of money. They don't, probably don't have that 2500 to pay for that, you know what I'm saying? Well, well, now check this out, though. This was a pretty huge reservation because this was one of my bigger properties, right? Like, this was a big, huge, this is my biggest property I have. They stayed a while. They paid, like, I think 10 grand or something for, like, a month or two. So they had the money to pay it. So my thing with that, I don't know. I really don't know. Cause like, cause at this point in America, marijuana, I don't think has a demographic, man. We'd be surprised by the people who smoke weed. I mean, no, yeah, I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm looking at my, my, my Dallas units, you know, I <laughs> just, from what I've seen yeah. in my little one bedroom, one bass, when yeah, there's weed, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, not the best client. You know clientele <laughs> it's just yeah and they probably don't have twenty five hundred dollars to their name is what i'm saying i agree and and that's that makes me think because think about it let's let's flip it this way let's say a guest let's say airbnb goes after a guest to pay twenty five hundred bucks right mm-hmm. that's not good for their platform if well, a hotel will go after your ass if you trash their room but they're taking the, the, the small deposit that they have Right. Oh, yeah. They lock up your card too. They'll yeah, they lock up your card. Telling somebody, hey, in in Airbnbs already have an issue with guests leaving for hotels. Them pushing out a twenty five hundred dollar charge, I just doubt the guests paid that. I just doubt it. I really think right. they put it out of their insurance because I mean that. Now they might have thrown an invoice at them, and then you know just to test it. Yeah, just to test just, it. just maybe mess up their credit a little bit. Who knows? Hmm. Oh, but no. they probably have bad. No. Uh, like, like Cedric said, what are you going to do? Staple shit to my credit report? <laughs> you know what we need to do for this podcast? We need to get somebody on who's been on the receiving end of a high invoice from Airbnb. Mm. I'm about to put it on Instagram today. I'm let like, me, let me create a burner account real quick and I'll rent one of your places. Test it out. Have a for smokers only party. <laughs> 420 is coming up. <laughs> Get that I, ozone machines ready. 
For real. I do <laughs> want to know though. I want to know like, yeah, if anybody, yeah, if anybody friend of the cast, listen to this cast, send me an email. Cause I do want to know like, is Airbnb going after these people? Cause I don't, I just don't think it's a good look for them to go after people for like a $2,500 charge. That's just, mm. yo. Airbnb better be putting super hog on these days. Something they have to have something to defend it, you know, because at this point, if you're saying guests break rules, they have to now, you know, if it's in your rules, they have to pay it out, you know, as long as you have an invoice. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I like that, that turnover BNB Stripe uh, tactic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I ended up finding that out. You know, you know how we found that out. So a few months, like about six months or so, me and Mahogany were like, let's start cleaning some of our units. So the units that were getting bad reviews on cleaning. We're like, let's start cleaning them just to make sure we're not being nitpicked. Of course, we weren't being nitpicked. It was just cleaners not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So what we found out was after Mahogany, we basically separated it. We had our business account and then we had, we brought Mahogany in as a cleaner on the account. And so for her to get paid out, we're like, cause we we're basically paying ourselves from the business to clean. And I was like, man, wh- how do we get paid? She's so like, oh, we get paid through Stripe. But Stripe gives you that account and it says turnover BNB and it allows you to create the invoice. So that's how I found that. I'm like, oh shit, we can just have our cleaners create invoice. That's why we tell all of our cleaners, we're not going to pay you direct. We have to pay you through turnover. So if we need anything from you to create an invoice, you can do it for us. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, th- that is huge. Yeah. If they are getting paid out through turnover BNB, yeah, you can get them to create a Stripe invoice in like two minutes. <laughs> I love it, man. The things you learn on this show, man. I know. <laughs> you always learn something, man. Wait till we get our mastermind going. Well, we already have a mastermind. But wait till we get the one going for the, all the LLT fans, man. They're going to love that shit. Oh, we need oh, to. Yeah, we have. We talk about a lot of other stuff underground. <laughs> like me, Fetty, we, we, we all talk about a lot of other shit underground that we do. So a lot of good yeah, learning man. stuff. Yes, sir, man. Um, anything else you wanted to cover today? My the, friend. What did we talk about? Did we talk about the bust? We talked about the bust. About the bust. Change, yeah. Talked about, uh, you know, setting everything, playing by Airbnb's games kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I will tell you, uh, it's funny, you know, I'm, I can't say everything that I'm, I'm going to tell you after the show, but I, 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 you know, let me, let me flesh this thing out a little bit first, but just going, I'm going through a lot of people's Airbnbs right now. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are just being bold as, uh, you know, being just putting, hey, this is my company. This is what we do. Here's our phone number to reach us. I mean, I've seen a lot of that. I guess it's, I guess, you know, Airbnb's got like a billion listings now, so they can't watch them all or something, but something's going on, man. And there's just, people are being okay. bold. This is what I will tell you Airbnb allows you to be bold with your profile page. Like I put on my profile page my stuff, I don't put a phone number in there. I have started to see people give my phone numbers in there. So I was like, oh shit, you know. So mine is my strategy is I put my company and then they can Google me and they can call me or they can go to the website. Now, I think Airbnb, I think you have a point. They've gotten so big with so many people, they can't monitor everything, but you have to be careful in messages because if you are doing it in messages, if there's a little see, if you're not, if you're always using the app. If someone's using the actual computer, there's a little small flag that they can push and they can flag your message and it immediately goes up to Airbnb. Mm. That's why I tell people be very careful because some people use a computer to use it 
Not everyone's always on a phone. And if you're on a computer and you go to your Airbnb messages, you can just push a little button and it'll flag to flag a message and it'll go straight to Airbnb. Mm. It doesn't happen often, but I do know a couple people have been kicked off. And I, I think see. it's because of pushing that flag button. So that's why I was like, tell people, yeah, be very careful doing that. Okay. Yeah. It's good so, to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my VAs, I tell them, if they, like, I had this dude want to book direct, um, and I don't ever say anything to them if they say anything. Like, we 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 actually ignore it in the messages, but we'll call from our, our uh, Google Voice line. We'll call or text. We'll call them, and we just call from the Google Voice line. They don't know, but like, hey, by the way, we're hosting you right now. I know I, we know you inquired about that refrigerator, the magnet on the refrigerator. Uh, you just go to the link and you can book directly, but you have to keep all communication through the here or through our email or through our chat bot on our website. It works every time. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, it just gotta be, yeah, people are getting bold. I've, yeah, I think we talked about that. One dude had his full blown phone number. <laughs> just call me two eight one three. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> this is too easy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yes, sir. So big things in the works. And uh, oh yeah, I told you I got that other arbitrage in uh, another house in Grand Prairie. I told you that. Oh. And and so I I got. It's pretty cool, man. Because because I like you said, I, I guess you know I'm kind of a people person, and so I can you know I can. What a lot of people are doing right now are are trying to do this. Are sending the, the. Okay, I get a phone call from one of my airbnb houses right mm-hmm. and and, there, and it's a it's a lady from the philippines asking yes i sir i would like to rent your house and rent it and pay top i'm like no no i was like they're i see what they're the the owner of the company is trying to do right mm-hmm. and, and, but they're using vas they're, they're putting vas out there to do this and their their success rate is probably a big fat zero i would imagine because I, you know, being, you know, here from here from the area and I, I'll talk to them, you know, I'll get them on the phone and I just create a rapport. It's it's a lot to it. The sales, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and who's the, the same business? Who's the most important uh, part of your uh, employee of your business? It's the, it's the lady working the front desk answering the phones, right? <laughs> so because she's going to lose you a lot of business or get you a lot of business. And so or the, the man, you know, working the phones. But it's just... um it's the sales part it, it's it's not everybody's very good at it and then you're gonna go put you know someone foreign that doesn't even have the grasp of the of the language and the nuances of what's going on you know the, the slangs and stuff like that and you're gonna have them try to to land you at arbitrage it's not very smart you know and and it's good i'm glad they're doing it because i'm scoring arbitrages like good ones you know and i'm not you know pissing people off and getting hung up on stuff like that in the beginning yeah but what the is because people do it with real estate all the time until what what i did was i just went through with one just to see what they do they do have a high success rate and i'm gonna tell you why what that front lady is doing in the philippines all she wants you to do is say yes, right? So as soon as you say yes, what they do, she might ask you questions about the property, but what the smart ones are doing, as soon as you say yes, she's like, well, hold on, let me talk. To, let me let me talk. Let me let you talk to my manager. She immediately transfer to the guy who's going to close the deal most of the time. So what they're doing is they're just vetting. So like someone like me and you, it wouldn't be good to call us because we have our own business, our own companies. But let's say the dude who has the slow season, 
he don't know what the hell to do. He's going through the Airbnb, Airbnb bust. He might take that conversation like, hey, I'll rent it from you and pay you this amount. And then he may, oh, yeah, I want to see what you're talking about. Click, let me send you over to my manager. Boom, Steve's on the phone. <laughs> it's just how they're using it. I know what they're doing. Like, because me, I was like, what the fuck would you send someone to do this? And I was like, oh, and then until talk to my friend on Florida, he's like, oh, that's just a triage. He goes, this is a front desk triage. He goes, they can probably, they're most likely, under, they do, they transfer you off to someone who speaks English in the States. But yeah, it's just, this is the thing. They're basically doing buck shots while me, you, when we go look, we're, we're targeting, we're using sniper. We were looking at, I need this type of property. This They don't give a damn. They're just buck shotting it out praying and praying. You know what I'm saying? Buck shot in a prayer and then they get one mm. and, you know, it may work and it might not, but yeah, it's, it's just so much stuff coming around with this whole arbitrage and people trying to arbitrage the arbitrage, manage the arbitrage. It's just like, <laughs> Oh man, dude. <laughs> uh arbitrage the manager. It's just like, oh, everybody the meat on the bone left, man. It's just a carcass. Just bones. For real, man. man. Seller trying to wholesale the wholesale. This is like, oh <laughs> but I, I understand what everybody's doing, but like I said, the but and it's just like you said, those people now let's just say that person does get that property. How much meat's on the bone after that? You're gonna you're gonna rip my place for five thousand and give it to who? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you you're cool taking two hundred dollars a month. That's fine with me. You know, and, and I've I've talked to a few, mm-hmm. right? That if I get like if I get if I know it's a real person, <laughs> a real person, there's someone that that's like actually doing gonna wants to try this, and mm-hmm. and I've talked to some youngsters. It's cool. I was like, this is cool that you're actually thinking of doing something like this. Let me show you. You should probably say this, this. You should probably do this. This. You know, I'll give you some pointers and stuff. Um, but when I do talk to some of them and and they they tell me that they're they're wanting to, you know, rent one of my arbitrage the arbitrage a house that I'm paying whatever two thousand a month for, they want to pay me three thousand five hundred a month for. Hey, sounds great, right? But as 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 Fed has said, you know, we can't control who they're going to put in our house now. And what if they just oh I'm just going to let anybody book this place and get you know ghetto ass people throwing parties and getting some shots fired and stuff. It's going to get shut down. It's going to, it's not going to be good for us, you know, because especially if they get desperate and like, oh crap, I'm not going to be able to make that $3,500 payment. I'm just going to let anybody book it. So it, it's not, it's not feasible for us at this point to, to let someone try to arbitrage one of our arbitrages. Mm-mm. I wouldn't even allow, allow it to arbitrage or arbitrage. Hell no. I'll be like, hell no. Now in the future, in a place that I owned, if you want to try to make that $5,000 payment a month, uh have at it just uh make sure your check clears show me your proper insurance and we can go at it because if anything goes wrong i have proper you have proper we go hit them out for however much we need to hit them up for you you get shut down for a few months while you're still paying me rent so and they're gonna pay you you know it just depends on how you set it up but arbitrage hell no because that's your relationship on the line if you Mm. if you own the asset you could consider it and put a bunch of contingencies in place like, because one of these new people, you could put contingencies in place. Even if the place is shut down, you need to have the insurance in place to still pay me. So it's just a multiple two to ways. Cause it goes back to what I was asking you earlier. How do we truly make this thing pass? You know what I mean? So mm. I think it's a multiple ways to think about it. 
one thing we didn't talk about on the show, and and you and Fede have been talking about this crap so much, and that's cool. Chat GPT. Steve starts hitting his head against the wall when we start talking about oh, GPT. Yeah, because we're like, going to oh. replace everybody. Just Chat GPT is going to run our company. Okay. How's, how's that going to happen? Steve's, in, Steve's like the anti Chat GPT guy. What do they call the people who are anti the new stuff? Hipsters? <laughs> <laughs> I see its uses. I, I I'm not 100% sold on it. I've seen cuz some of the answers okay, they're thorough, they bring up all this shit, but it's like it's sometimes it sounds like a politician telling you a bunch of stuff. Answer the damn question, you know? It, it, answer the question I they'll give you all these points and all this stuff like that. I know I know you got some examples. I know you've been you've been throwing them at us and stuff. And you use it. How do you use ChatGPT to make your short-term rental business better? Oh man, first off, uh, if there's any time a question that comes in that my VAs can't answer, we have ChatGPT tied straight into our Slack channel. So we have a ChatGPT Slack channel. Um, Matter of fact, I'm going to pull up Airbnb and I'm going to actually do a demo and just show you what ChatGPT can pull out of its ass. (laughs) I'm serious. Like this is just something I'm going to show you how they can use it and they have access to it. By the way, the best way to use chat GPT, you need to be having it connected to either you can connect it to your Google Chrome or you can connect it to like your Slack channel. I have mine in my Slack channel. It's off the chain and I love it. But uh, by the way, you can redo your entire listing through chat GPT. You can have them rewrite an entire listing through chat GPT. You can uh, have them respond to guests by uh, going into chat GPT and answering questions. So let's say this guy comes in, you can have him greet people. So this guy said, hi, Mahogany. I'll be visiting this next week, work, work week, this next week for work. We're working on the Air Force Base. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell ChatGPT this. I'm going to share my screen. So anybody who's not watching on YouTube, you want to check this out. You see my screen? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to say, write a response to Casey. That is coming to town that wants to right I tell it write a response to Casey I put in Casey's message this is what they can do of course, if it doesn't spit out something that's, you know, exactly how they can just go in. So they can, it can come in and say, is your short-term rental still available? You can say, yes, our short-term rental is still available. We'd love to have to accommodate you for your stay. Please let us know when you'd like to check in. We'll make sure the rental is ready for you. We look forward to having you stay with us. Just small, simple stuff like that, but it can go way deep. It can code stuff. It can write up PHP codes, all types of shit. I've been loving it um, just to really help out training my VAs. It's just a lot of stuff that it can do. Uh, I've been having it. I actually had to rewrite an entire listing for me. And that listing got boosted because I just had to rewrite something that was a little bit more aesthetic. And it's just a lot of stuff that it can do. I've, I've been loving it. I know Fetty loves it too. But yeah, Steve bangs his head against the wall when we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're the analytical ones. Of course you're going to love it, right? Of course, I'm- man. 
I'm the more nuanced one, and I'm like, I see through the chat GPT bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. It's it, it has its purpose. It does some cool shit, and um, but and there's so many. Of course, the internet ran with it, right? It's <laughs> talking about all these people passing, they're getting their PhDs on Chat GPT, just plugging it in and all this stuff. Okay, so Chat GPT gonna work on me when I need some surgery. No, not really, but it may tell the surgeon who doesn't have his license to what to do. <laughs> it, it'll at least uh, defend him in court, I guess, whenever he fucks up, right? There you go. But yeah, <laughs> it, I see people's concerns. Like, yeah, it does. You can basically do all your homework on ChatGPT. It, it, it's that powerful. Um, but yeah, I see its concerns, but then I see its use. You know what I mean? Um if you know how to use it for the right stuff to grow your business, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Hmm. Okay. We'll do a more of a deep dive next on the next episode. We're coming at it. Oh at yeah. Here. Way more stuff, but yeah, man, we're, we're coming to the end, but yeah. Uh, where can they find us? Steve, take us out. You can find us on the internet. Chat GPT is. <laughs> <laughs> You can uh, find us at liveletthrive.com, liveletthrive at gmail.com, uh, argestrentals.com, A-R-G-E-S-T, rentals.com, my company, me and Fetus company, uh, sharebnb.com, Micah buys ugly houses, crack houses, trap houses, all them houses. And turn them into good Airbnbs or short-term rentals you can stay in. See, see Fetus sent you a crack house earlier, right? a boarded-up crack house when he was on his walk. But he was he's walking through Oakland, so that's that's, that's high-dollar neighborhood, man. So yeah, I think that one's already being rehabbed, man. I I, uh, I sent that to a mahogany immediately. Like, hey, see what this is. So yeah, it's sure. a good it's a good neighborhood. Fetus fitting in good there. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he's painting and decorating and all kinds of stuff. Um, so, anyways, thank y'all for listening for continuing to listen. Um, Hit our sponsor up. I guess. I guess. Uh, you know, our sponsor is doing some good stuff for us and, and keeping us afloat, right? Right, Micah. He's oh yeah, yeah, us, definitely. Some money. Yeah, definitely. Hostfully, are, yeah, yeah. Sign up for Hostfully, you'll get hundred dollars off the guidebooks, two months free. Hope hundred dollars off the guidebooks, and you'll also get um, no two months free of guidebooks and hundred dollars <laughs> PMP. Yeah, sign up. Use discount code Thrive to sign up and uh yeah hopefully we've been kicking some butt with it so uh definitely check that out and remember to subscribe like the video leave us a review you know honest review uh sorry we got to talk about sports but we hope we get you got the gist of the business side we were talking about and uh (laughs) we are out peace later thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of live let thrive Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.